Good afternoon, I'm Leon Davis and this is Altitude Adjustment. Today I'd like to talk about um, copyrights and let's get started right now. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Well thank you very much for your time. Um, I have been alerted that my glasses, uh, the reflection in the glasses can be a little distracting. I apologize, but at this current time, I am not fitted for contacts, uh, but I do hope to remedy that soon. So copyrights uh, was originally for books only, and I'm going to go a little bit over the history of copyrights. Uh, that may seem a little dry, but there's a particular point I want to stress or make and bring out uh, because it's going to be completely relevant to the rest of the uh, podcast. Uh, the Licensing Act of 1662, uh, this was in merry old England, confirmed uh, a register of licensed books be administered by the Stationers Company, which was a trade group of printers and they had authority to censor publications. Now the company's charter gave it the right to elicit, uh, to seize illicit uh, editions and bar the publication of unlicensed books. In 1662, the act collapsed, collapsed, oh, I'm sorry, it lapsed in 1695. So that the 1662 act um, lapsed in 1695 leading to a relaxation of government censorship and then in 1710 Parliament enacted the statute of Anne. Uh, the Anne Act established the author's ownership of copyright for a fixed term of 14 years and renewable for 14 more years if the author was alive upon expiration. The statute eliminated control by the booksellers and created a public domain and that's important a public domain for literature, pardon me, by limiting terms of copyright and by ensuring that once a work was purchased, the copyright owner no longer had control over its use. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 8 of the U.S. Constitution. The Congress shall have power to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing for limited times to authors and inventors the exclusive right to their respective writings and discoveries. The copyright of 1790, and I'm going through some of the changes, um, and eventually uh, we'll get to the meat of the conversation but these are important steps in the development of copyright in the United States. The Copyright Act of 1790 was for the encouragement of learning by securing the copies of maps, charts, and books to the authors and proprietors of such copies and was modeled on the statute of Anne back in 1710. It granted American authors the right to print, reprint, or publish their work for a period of 14 years and to renew for another 14 and meant uh, to provide an incentive to authors, artists, scientists to create original works by providing them a temporary monopoly, temporary monopoly, before releasing the work in the public domain. 
This was to stimulate creativity and the advancement of science and the useful arts through wide public access to works. In 1831, the Copyright Act was revised and the term of a copyright was extended to 28 years with a renewal of 14 years. The U.S. Copyright Act was modified several times, but I just wanted to pick a few. It was revised again in 1909. The bill broadened the scope of categories protected. This is where movies and other things came in. Uh, and it, all works of authorship and extended the renewal time to 14 years. So that's 28 years for the copyright and then the renewal was 28 years where it previously was 14 and 14. Again, in 1976, the Copyright Act was preempted for all previous versions of the copyright law and extended the term of protection to the life of the author plus 50 years. Works for hire were protected for 75 years. In 1992, Congress amended Section 304 of Title 17, making copyright renewal automatic. The amendment dramatically curtailed the entry into the public domain of works that were protected by copyright prior to 1978. So basically what happened throughout the years, Congress being the body to govern copyrights made copyrights made works harder and harder to get into the public domain now understanding what the public domain is so once a once an author or producer of a product has for a period of time been able to control the destiny of his work his or her work the work then should would go into the public domain so that others can either build up on that work or in some way enhance the work for the benefit of the community for everyone so it allowed an author time to recover or to get paid for their efforts um, because works like that have um, a difference they there's a period of time where people may ignore it or um, they don't consume it right when it's created so it gives the, the author of that work an opportunity to reap the benefit of its use over a period of time and then once they've been fairly compensated or have been fairly compensated for their work then it goes to the public domain and then everybody benefits from it so not only that person benefits from it and so with the elim elimination of uh, or with the changes in the copyright law we basically have eliminated the public domain we've made the works in such a way that not only does the author, the original author of the work, uh, get paid, but, um, or, and then he retains the work. So he's paid for his work and then still 
retains the work. So they create something for society. They create something to be consumed by society. They're paid for their work. And then they get to retain the work. So society doesn't get any other benefit other than what the author chooses for that work. In a, in a bit, I'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, but I want to move on. So what happens is, with the way that copyright law is now, we've created perpetual ownership. That means forever and ever, someone gets to control how that's used. It's never placed into the public domain where some bright young person may find a new use for it or um, some not so bright young man may find a use for it it's 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 controlled by the copyright holder and then that copyright holder can be passed down and again we'll talk about that in a minute so Without that public domain, um, there's always going to be a cost associated. Somebody's always going to lay claim to, to that and then want to be paid whether they did the work or not. Or even if they've been compensated for their work, they continue to get compensation. So we can argue about um, fair compensation for your work. Um, but that wasn't what I wanted to get at, uh, and that's I, I, that's a part of this discussion, but not the, the main focus of it. So, um, so perpetual ownership then um, removes that product, or removes that idea, or removes that um, work from use by others. Now, with perpetual ownership I think creates a situation where it becomes easier and easier to violate copyright and the reason I say that is so we're all people and we all have ideas and we have ideas that run through our head so we create a product let's say um, someone writes a book about fishes and they pick a particular fish and it was written in 1978 so the book goes out of print it's 2030 2018 the book goes out of print and someone decides to write a book because they don't know that there's another book out there that's been written about uh, fish, this particular fish. And so a lot of the same ideas that the first book had, which is quite likely to happen. Uh, there are certain things about that fish that maybe draws a person's attention. So they write a book about the fish. And then someone claims copyright infringement. 
because the book the original work never went into the public domain it always I picked 78 but let's say something long before that which would have under the old rules of uh, copyright law would have caused the book to go into public domain but because the book never went into public domain because the work never was available it's quite possible that someone else decided on that idea put that idea into play and worked on that idea and now is in violation of a copyright now I see a lot of that possibly happening as we go forward because ideas are ideas and people are people and and a lot of the things that one person sees as exciting and wonderful another person is going to see as exciting and wonderful and may decide to in some way maybe create a movie about this fish then the book the owner of the copyright of the book may be able to claim some level of you used my idea because the copyright never expired the book never went into public domain and so we have this per this thing where eventually down the road somebody will own most of the ideas so if that copyright never expires and somebody else picks up that copyright somewhere way down the road and then somebody after that way down the road picks up that copyright there are people getting paid off of work they didn't do because we won't let the work go back into uh, the public domain and allow other people to either create derivative works or find a new way to present that information because as long as that information is close enough to the copyright you can stifle creativity you can stifle productivity it the way the we are moving with copyright it allows for self enrichment but it holds back societal enrichment the mp3 just an example is the standard audio format for exchanging podcasts mp3 is a particular way in which a music file is encoded so that it can be transferred to a, from one computer to another and then played back so it has to be encoded in mp3 format then it's downloaded to another computer and decoded from mp3 format and converted into sound so the the author of the mp3 format has said in order for you to create a music player that uses the mp3 format 
you have to pay me. So a young man or young woman who've decided that they wanted to make a music player. Maybe they want to incorporate pictures. Maybe they want to incorporate movies. Maybe they want to incorporate something else somewhere down the road. In order to be able to encode and decode the MP3 format, they have to pay for it. I'm not saying people should not get paid for their work. What I'm saying is, under the current, or what the question I'm asking is, under the current copyright profile, are we hurting productivity, hurting creativity, or are we helping people, helping society better enjoy each other? So, somebody creates um, a video. They have, I don't know, maybe 15 scenes in it. Short little video. They're having fun with it. Um, and they release the video. Somebody else looks at the video in a different way because they're, they're people who are going to see things differently. So they look at the video and they say, you know, if we rearrange these scenes and include this scene from this movie and a photograph from that movie and a sound effect from that movie we could have a really interesting movie but that can't happen as long as the copyright law is the way it is and things don't go back into the public domain the public domain allows for additional creativity beyond the original concept. The original concept may be great, but it can always be improved upon, but it can never be improved upon if it's never allowed to. So I understand the argument that some painters and I can't think of one off the top of my head I kind of do but I'd hate to say it and be wrong but a painter creates a painting oh the author of Moby Dick created a book at the time of his death the book was a commercial flop it didn't make a lot of money years and years and years later the book became popular in fact it became uh, a treasure in our society so so I understand where someone who creates a work and says there may be a time period when I release my work that it's not popular but when it does become popular, I want to get paid for it. So examining that, 
and saying, how do we ensure a fair wage or a fair compensation while also allowing additional creativity and allow and not locking things away so that only a few benefit and that everybody can benefit one of the things that I thought during this past uh, election year and uh, the primaries and, and then the presidential election there were and you see it increasingly music authors telling someone who bought their music they can't use it so uh, so a, a presidential or a candidate for a particular office buys a copy of a, a song and decides this is a great intro or a great compliment to what I'm the message I'm trying to put out there and then the author of the song who put the music out there for the enjoyment of the, the population says you can't use my song because even though you've paid me for it I retain control of it I retain control of its use and I can tell you what to do with your copy of that so so let's apply that to a car you buy a Ford car you decide you want to change the bumper Ford says no you can't change the bumper on the car because I don't I I don't have I don't give you permission to make modifications to the car a plumber comes in does work on your pipes says um, come in you have a business come in and just work on your pipes every time you open for business and you use those pipes I want to get paid so I've I, I understand both sides of the argument about compensation for those types of for for creative products where you have an idea you create a product and in the digital world it's a it's easier to copy a song and that's one of the things that some of the software manufacturers have been fighting is how to keep people from copying songs that uh, without and 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 without paying for them 
So, so I understand all those arguments, but it, to me, it comes back to what is fair compensation. We have in our society, grandchildren who have gone to college off of a song, one song that was created years ago and the original artist who created it is no longer around and yet the copyright survives not only does it survive the person who holds the copyright can dictate the use of the material and can stall or make costly anyone else's attempt to do anything similar I don't know how that helps benefit us so so I'd like to encourage people to look at copyright how it's being used how it how do we come up with a fair compensation schedule and a fair copyright lifetime because the longer that we go with the current copyright system the more likely we are that no matter what you do someone can claim a make a copyright claim against whatever you've done and either get you to pay or to share whatever wages you have based on your work mp3 is the standard as I mentioned for podcasts for change for pushing podcast information out um, I would, if you have a, a, a player for OGG, OGG, which is an audio format, if you can support that audio format, I would love to provide um, podcasts in that format. It is royalty free. Um, my podcasts are released under the Creative Commons. Uh, copyright creative commons means um, we can share the information you can copy it you can uh, I allow modifications to it um, so that we build a library of information and a library of things that some creative person somewhere can use to build a better mousetrap. Um, if you listen to AUG files and, and you decide that you want to listen to my uh, podcast in an AUG format, um, please don't hesitate to contact me and I'll make sure I get it out to you. So, again, um, what I wanted to just simply reiterate is let us look at the copyright situation in our country and and make sure that we are providing an environment where 
somewhere down the road or at this particular time even that we're allowing for the best minds and the best opportunities for people to present great things to make our society better with that I'm going to call it a day I want to thank you very much if uh, for taking this opportunity to listen to me ah there we go okay okay that uh, closes out this episode I'm back every Saturday 2 p.m. Central Time that was uh, on my chat is my brother Abdullah Mulazim and he come out, he hung out with me today I want to say thank you for that um, if you like or you if you like or if you need to you can replay this video podcast here on YouTube the audio podcast is available on stitcher.com podcast.com SoundCloud iTunes store and the Google Music Play store the internet is powered by your likes and shares make sure that you like and share this episode if you did enjoy it and make comments because it matters as always be cool be calm and above all be careful look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.